Welcome back to another One of None podcast, and we're keeping it rolling today with the the guest speaker series. We are happy to uh, have our second guest on the podcast today. His name is Mike Siska. You're going to learn a lot about him in a couple minutes, so I will uh, not go into too much detail, but Mike is from my neck of the woods out closer to Pittsburgh, I guess all of our neck of the woods, Andrew's in Florida now, but um, Mike grew up close to me. We've been friends for a long time. So I'm excited to have you on, Mike. It's it's good to finally get you on. We've been talking about having you on the podcast once we did a guest speaker series in a while. So welcome. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Th- thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed listening to you guys and happy I can be a part of it. Awesome. All right. So um, just want to start off like we always do, um, thanking everybody that listens and is subscribed and uh, and looks forward to listening to our podcast. You know, we don't reach a ton of people, but we're happy with the people that we do reach. So thanks for listening. And we're glad that you guys enjoy this stuff because we love doing it. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Jonah, tell them what you sent me today. What was the thing that the screenshot you sent me about the listeners? It was like, oh, yeah, so it was like the recap from Spotify um, for the podcast, which was pretty cool because it's um, it was giving us some like breakdown of some of the data and the people that listen to the podcast. So for 86 people, 86 listeners were in their top 10 podcasts for 68 listeners were in their top five. And then for 18, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot to us. We're their number one podcast. So there's a lot of podcasts out there. So it's cool that, I mean, even 18 people that, you know, are listening to us over all the other ones. So thank you guys. This is, you know, we love doing this. So that's awesome. Yeah. Super fun. Um, We've said this before. It's a value exchange. If you if you learn something from um, having Mike on here today or previous podcasts, share the podcast. Um, takes five seconds, you know. We obviously appreciate it. That's how we kind of get the word out there about us is through social media, which me and Joe are not on right now, but um, we'll start posting again eventually, pretty soon. So, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into it. JC, yeah. I'm assuming you probably have something to start out with, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we just start start at the beginning right so mike um just tell us kind of where you grew up um you can start with that you know what area you grew up in get we can get into a little bit of like your you know your family life how you were raised and uh and go from there yeah i mean so i was raised out in the you know apollo vandegrift area which is small towns kind of 30 35 minutes outside of pittsburgh uh, Jen and I went to actually neighboring high schools. We didn't go to high school together, but we played like youth sports and stuff together. Well, that's how we how we met, and then you know we just kind of stayed friends, stayed friends throughout that, and stayed in contact. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, let's get into you know what, what Andrew and I like to hit on in general. What we've talked about, and then we talked about with Sean too, was the big point is that. It doesn't matter where you come from, how you were raised, um, what the cards you were dealt, you know, everything's kind of the opportunities there. So tell us a little bit about like your childhood, family life, how you were raised and that, and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I uh, I would say a relatively normal childhood. Nothing, nothing crazy. Grew up in a you know middle class household where you know my parents both instilled you know very good work ethics in me and my brother, and you know always work hard and be respectful. Um, there was you know nothing too crazy going on. I mean, you know, we had our ups and downs as a family, like like everyone. But overall, I would say you know, I had a very had a good childhood, nothing where it was an abundance of like wealth or anything like that. But I had, you know, two parents that loved me and uh, great relationships with my grandparents who are all still alive. And I actually live a couple houses down from them now. So all, you know, I had a pretty good family life. I would say I, I really can't reasonably complain about any of it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Mike, what Jonah was kind of giving me an overview of you before, but Tell me about your back, your college background. Um, give us like an idea for what you studied in college. Um, yeah, so I, I studied uh, mathematics. I my major was math, minored in finance. Now I work as an actuary, um, and then outside of that, I own a gym. I also do a lot of stuff with uh, strength conditioning and uh, fitness and learning about that stuff as well. So didn't go to school for it, but. I read, I read so many books and listen to a lot of coaches and, and stuff like that. So that's, that's basically what I do now is the actuarial stuff. And then my, uh, my gym. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I love that. I love that you're doing this side gig. It's like, I, I feel like I have my hands in so many baskets too. Like I, I want to learn so much about different things. So my primary focus is like my, my job, my day-to-day -day stuff, but like on the side, I'm not usually reading the same stuff for PT. I'm usually reading like um, investment stuff or stock market, like trading, uh, real estate, you know, those types of things, which it seems like that's kind of what you're diving into outside of your main job, which is really cool. Um, I think that's super important. And you're showing a lot of people out there that like you can have a side hustle too, um, you don't have to be limited to just your nine to five or, you know, your, what your daily career is. Um, you can have a lot of cool, other th like jobs outside of that little side hustles. And it seems like you're doing that. So that's awesome. Kudos to you, dude. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, that, that's, that's what I love to do. I've always, always loved training and, you know, lifting especially, but any kind of training like that and really wanted to be a good athlete and stuff, but my, you know, limited height and <laughs> stuff kind of limited some of that and yeah, I had a lot of injuries and stuff too. So I, I really then dove deep into wanting to be better and then wanting to help other young kids not make the same like stupid mistakes that I made while training. Cause I didn't have someone like that. So I wanted to kind of be that and you know, help these kids who wanted to work hard, who wanted to give all the effort that you know I wanted to give, like actually train correctly and get those scholarships and, and do stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's that. Yeah, that is awesome. And that's, it's really important too, because it's, you know, when we were definitely when we were younger, um, it was just about throwing weight. It was about how much can you lift? You know, there was very minimal regard uh, for injury prevention, and like lifting properly. And then also on top of that, just making sure you're hitting the muscle groups you're supposed to hit. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. So that's great that you're doing that. And you're helping them so that they don't make those mistakes. And get injured later on now so i know that you didn't like go to school for fitness but didn't you had to go and get like your certificate to do like the training and stuff right do i remember that correctly then you yeah, have to get so something? i i have my cscs which is one of like the 
bigger certifications out there. I mean, that took three, three and a half months or so of like real solid studying for, uh, it, it, it's a fairly, fairly hard one. I don't put too much stock in certifications. Uh, most of them are kind of bullcrap, but in, in, honestly, including this one, like, I mean, this one at least was a little bit difficult to get, so you couldn't be an idiot and actually like pass it. You had to actually put in some work. So I will give it some, some points for that, but you know, the best thing to do is just find, like, you can find the best coaches in the world online, you know, just start looking stuff up. And, you know, I, I have studied, you know, track and field and weightlifting and bodybuilding and, you know, marathon running, like find the best coaches and read their books and listen to them talk. And I mean, that's obviously going to be the best way to learn. Right. Yeah. Using all your resources that you have available. Yeah. I wanted to, um, to also take a step back to, and, um, so you went to Kiski is where you went to high school. Um, yeah. Kiski's like a, it's not a huge school, but it's definitely not a small school. Like Apollo was like, I mean, I graduated with 97 people. How many people did you graduate with at Kiski? I graduated with like 260, but that was like the smallest okay. class ever. Typical classes right now is about 300. Yeah. And mine's double that. Yeah, I know. North Al is big. 700. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah no, you guys always schools like you guys always crush us because we were we were like the smallest school in the quad A. Yep. At that time, was the biggest uh, biggest classification, and we would always get smacked around by you guys who had like 800, 900 kids. Yeah, we would play Kiski. That's right. We would we'd play Kiski for sure. Yeah. So um, went to Kiski, and I mean, obviously, you know you're you have a good head on your shoulders. You're a very successful and very smart individual. Um, you were very motivated. How did you do in, in school? I know how you did, but nobody else does. So, you know, were you a 4.0 student? Were you middle of the pack? How did you graduate? Yeah. So I, I did really well in school. I mean, in high school, I got, had, you know, all A's 4.0. I took a bunch of AP classes and AP tests and stuff. I, Graduated high school with, I think, 38 college credits. So then I went to college. I finished it. I got my major and minor in three years with basically, you know, like no extra summer classes or anything. I just showed up as a sophomore. Um, I got a 4.0 in college. Um, school has been the, one of the things that definitely has always come kind of easy. Not that, well, I didn't work that hard in high school, but, you know, once I got into college, I actually was like, Oh, hey, this isn't just about a grade. It's about learning something useful. And I started, you know, taking it a lot more seriously. I would say probably like my senior year of high school is when I started being like, oh, I don't, the goal wasn't to get an A anymore. That used to be the goal. The goal now is to actually learn something. Um, so yeah, yeah, always done really well in school. Always really liked learning too, but. Yeah, were, you, were you the valedictorian at Kiski? Uh, no, I was, I don't know, like six or seven. No. No, for some reason, I thought that you were, I knew you were in the running. I thought that you were, you were the first or second there, but still, I mean, that's out of 260 kids, you know, being in the top 10, even that's still very impressive and not even trying either. (laughs) Something funny on that is I used to literally in in like ninth, 10th grade, I used to, cause my, my goal then, you know, my parents always instilled, Hey, like you get A's in school. Um, and stuff, and, and that's just what, what we did. I always thought that if I ninety two percent was an A, any any anything over ninety two percent, 
I used to think was wasted effort. <laughs> and I was, I was literally just like trying like 92s, 93s and stuff. I was like, not anything, anything more than that. I was like, ah, I tried too hard. <laughs> this was in high school, right? Yeah, that was like ninth, 10th grade. I, I shaved up a little bit more after that. but <laughs> Better than me, that's for sure. At the time, you know. So, um, were you going to say something, Andrew? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Okay. Um, yeah, so I know your parents, your parents are very hardworking people. And so, like you said, they kind of instilled that in you. Um, your dad was also a coach. He was like one of our coaches for a while. And um, so he's like, I could definitely see him being like, kind of pushing you and making sure that you're you're keeping on it kind of like my dad was now were your parents like you know they expect you to get a's were they very strict in that way um like were they really pushing you like hey you need to like be on this from the jump right now like how was that or were they kind of like laid back and just like let you do your thing yeah, they were a lot more laid back i mean i like i said they they definitely instilled hard work and stuff through action and and just talking about it I think honestly it was so instilled in me by the time I was in, by the time I became conscious of it, like in, you know, junior high, high school and, and beyond that there wasn't really anything that needed pushing. It was just, you know, like your homework was something that you did when you got home from school. It wasn't like a thought of like, Oh, well, I'll go do something else first. It was, you know, you come home you do school work and that's just like what you do. So I wouldn't say there, there wasn't too much like direct pushing. And I also never really needed it. Um, I was always at least motivated enough to do well and wanted to do well, whether it be sports or anything. People used to always say like, oh, your dad makes you lift weights and stuff like that. I was like, no, I absolutely loved it. Like, you know, it was the greatest Christmas gift I ever got. So I was in seventh grade. I got my weight bench and stuff. And then me and my dad would go lift weights in the basement together. He, he would lift with me, but it was by no means like, a force thing even before that did like i would always do like push-ups and stuff on my own like i was always very motivated um there i'm sure that if i wouldn't have been my parents would have been like all right hey you need to get your shit together <laughs> but for the <laughs> yeah. most part they were like hey as long as you're doing what you need to do we're we're hands off like cool yeah i think that's i mean that's really um important to have parents like that that you know are going to have your back to uh, being like the enforcer but also being laid back enough to see that you're doing well and let you do your thing but and i think it's even more impressive that you know i think some people have that inherent drive to just be diligent and be better um i think that all of us have that i think you probably had that from a earlier point than me or andrew i mean like you're just dedicated to being like you know in the gym and lifting and then also be on top of you know the um academic stuff from like an early point i mean that's like kudos to you because not many people have that dedication and and uh and determination so early on yeah i mean i, I don't really know what it is uh i remember when i was eight years old i decided that i wanted to play in the nfl and i decided <laughs> to uh i did 400 push-ups every day <laughs> as an eight-year-old i decided to do that myself and i did that for like two and a half years and then i got a little lazy for like a year around age 11 and i didn't do them every day <laughs> it's ridiculous it, it, i look back on it and i was like that's insane <laughs> i remember doing them like in the dark at night in my room because we would like be gone all day and my parents would be like hey it's bedtime <laughs> <laughs> it's just their eight-year-old just jacked 
doing push-ups. <laughs> Good times. Honestly, I was thinking about this. The imagine like a child's imagination is so crazy because like when you have your eyes set on something you want to become, um, there's literally no stopping it. It's crazy. And I thought about this because I was on flight back home to Jacksonville on uh, Sunday, this past Sunday. And I watched Batman Begins with uh, who's the main, I forget the main guy in that. But uh, it was, it brought me back to like when I watched that back when it was first released. And like it made me feel like a child again by watching that because I was like, oh, I want to be like that dude's pretty badass like i want to i want to be that guy and i thought to myself i'm like i've lost my imagination because that's where so much of my drive came from and probably what mike is saying a little bit too is like if someone told you that 400 push-ups a day for the next 10 years of your life would get you the nfl you're gonna do it and i would have believed them as a kid too like if i wanted to go out and be a superhero I, i thought i was gonna do it no matter what it took and i think it's the same thing as like that's a really big driving force, your imagination. And I feel like I've lost that. I think sometimes I've become too realistic with myself. And I think maybe like, honestly, with Mike, like that may have been like the causative factor for him doing 400 pushups a day was his imagination was so strong. And like, it's such a powerful force. And if you don't have it still to this day, like that's tough, you know, you got to see, have the vision or like the dream to do something like that, you know? No, absolutely. Well, I think this is one thing, like, as we become adults, you know, obviously we take on more responsibility. So we get more kind of limited and confined and, and then also you learn things. And sometimes, like, sometimes the biggest gift is just not knowing. I mean, obviously, yeah. most of the time, that's probably not the best way. But then there's all the times we're like, well, that's not technically optimal. So I'm not going to do it. Or, you know, I got to wait to the right time. Definitely just kind of being able not to not only set goals, I know you guys talk about that a lot and stuff and, you know, setting goals and stuff and having that forward drive and focus, but still trying to remind yourself that like, it's okay to, to dream a little bit and, you know, come up with something new to do and, you know, push yourself in a different way. I, I try to do that. I'm also very goal oriented though too. So like sometimes I'll find myself like, oh, I'm just stuck down this, down this track. Got to kind of get off that. Yeah, yeah, I think you definitely have to be um, a little bit, have a little bit of that imagination to like have those, like to set those goals that are above the average, you know, like the people that are out there running, they're setting their goal to run, you know, a 50 mile race when they've only ever run a half marathon or, you know, a marathon. They've never even pushed past 26.2, but they're like, yeah, I got, I got 50 and you know, in six months from now, it's like having that, like the imagination where you're not, I don't want to say it's like, you're not, um, thinking realistically because really like that sort of thing is realistic if you put enough time and effort into it, but you got to have that like imagination to think way bigger than what maybe other people do. So it's definitely important, obviously to have that. So yeah. you, almost, you almost, you can't let other people define what realistic is for you. It's kind of the the main driving force is like, do you want it? If you, if it's something that's good for you, then you might as well try. Like, yeah, you might not get there, but then you'll know at least. I like that. I like that a lot actually, because you have to have fun with it. And Mike's right. Like who's deciding what's like, what's right. And what's what you should and shouldn't do. Like do what you're, that's somebody else's own personal like objection to it you know like 
10, like literally 10 years ago, I was like, if I would, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I'd be running right now, I'd say absolutely not. Joni, you know that. Like I hate yeah, running I a, with a passion. I just did a 5k on Thanksgiving. And exactly. I never thought that would happen. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> but like, and I get new hobbies all the time. I'm, I just bought a, me and Jonah are getting into cycling a lot. I just bought a $300 bike, which is original, which originally was a $1,200 bike. And I got the guy to come down to 300, but I picked up cycling. If you know me, I have tree trunk legs. My legs are not built for cycling right now, but like they're weightlifting legs, but I love, like, it's so much fun to just start something new. And why can't you, why can't you get out there? You know, like I just did a relay the other day and we had a, um, Boston marathon winner back in like 79 that was there and he was helping sponsor the event and I got to meet him. He's like, you look like you play football. I was like, and I'm about to run eight and a half miles in this hour and I'm going to try and run it pretty fast. Like it, I don't look like that, but who cares? You know, if someone told me, Oh, you don't look like you should be a runner. I'm not going to be like, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm not going to run now. Like I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to get after it, you know? And I think that's the kid in me is like, you just want to take on new stuff, try new things. And Mike, you're right. Like who's to say like what you can and can't do. That's the fun part about training and pushing yourself. You know, I want to be able to squat 315 pounds for reps, but also run 10 miles if I wanted to, or cycle 30 miles all within the same weekend. Like who's to say I can't do that, you know? One of my goals here, probably, I mean, instead of like, it's a bit like in the, probably in the summer, probably towards the end of summer, just give me some more time. I want to do the like 500 pound deadlift and sub 20 minute 5K, like in just in, like in 20 minutes, just set it up, do the deadlift first and then hit the 5K all in under 20 minutes. That's a, yeah, that's a hefty goal. That's a hefty goal. That's like, uh, I mean, you're running like a, it has to be at least a six forty-five minute pace. Yeah, well, we'll under something that, like that. Yeah, but that's yeah. You got to have goals like that. Why, like, you know, if you're already running like a twenty-two or a twenty-three or twenty-four minute marathon or five uh, k, um, only shaving off a minute as your goal isn't really much of a a jump up to plan for and, and prepare for. But um, okay, so. Anyway, I want to also get into a couple other things too, because we can just we can just BS all night long because we yeah. love that. But um, let's let's jump back into it. So um, we talked about you know what you're doing now. You know, you're, a lot of what you're passionate about is the fitness side of things and and passing on the knowledge that you've put a lot of time into gain with your research and own personal experience into like helping the next generation. And so um, tell us a little bit about you know you have like your your own gym now and your, your training kids and whatnot. Tell us about yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. So I just to, to start in the beginning. So after college, I, I did create a strength and conditioning computer system. It was my first business. Uh, I was trying to sell it to high schools and colleges to help them with their strength and conditioning programs is, you know, a lot of schools don't have you know, very good programs. It's usually just, you know, one or two coaches who are, you know, helping out and stuff. And, and I wanted to give these kids and, and stuff a, a good program and videos and, and everything like that. So did that. I was training people just out of my parents' garage for a while. Uh, the That part of the business eventually failed and, and didn't make it and stuff, but I kept training people and stuff and then just started working towards uh, getting this gym. And that finally came out. I bought it in March last year and things have been going really well there and stuff. One of the, one of the things that I, I really am trying to do with this gym is make it more than about just lifting weights that 
Like my goal, my goal used to be more to help like people become better athletes. And that still obviously is a goal, but now it's more to try and help people, you know, improve their discipline and their toughness and their responsibility. I'd say my goal now is more to help build better people, not just better athletes. And, and I really do think that fitness is the best way to do that because it's so embodied, you know, like you can't intellectually walk around it, you know, you can't rationalize it. You have to actually show up. You actually got to do the work. You actually have to get your muscles sore and tired. You actually have to, you know, do it day in, day out. And it becomes, especially for young boys and young men, it's like, are you going to get them to sit down and listen? No, that's stupid. People have been trying that forever. It doesn't work. But like, if you can get them to want to care, like, you know, about their bench press and how many pull-ups they can do, and they start to get some you know, muscles. Like I had a kid the other day, he's 12, telling me he likes lifting weights because it helps him get the ladies. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's like, but but they see this and they can actually, then they start to see progress and they know like, hey, I was deadlifting 100 pounds a couple months ago. And now I'm at 150. Now I'm at 200. And like, they see that progress and like, you can see, see the light in their eyes. Sometimes it just like lights up. And that's, that's what's so rewarding is watching someone like that set a goal when they're 12 and then they hit this milestone that they didn't think they would ever get to. And, you know, someone, me, it's like, oh, that's not a very big milestone, but for them, like they set it and then they, then they kind of get that high of what well, I can set goals and like accomplish them. And work towards them and we you know i help them with setting up a plan and and all that stuff so that's that's really what i like about it and really what i'm trying to do with the gym is make it more than just about you know how much weight you can pick up because at the end of the day that doesn't really matter but like get them to you know show up on time and put in the work and bring their notebook and like write stuff down and be disciplined and that that's really where i'm trying to get with it Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a lot deeper than I even knew that like what you're, you know, trying to do down there. So, you know, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, that, I don't even know, like I'm kind of speechless because I didn't even realize that that was like your your goal, but it makes total sense. I mean, you know, that maybe the kids that you're coaching and, and training don't realize it, but the impact that the, what you're doing for them, like that impact is going to, is going to show up for them in the next, you know, very near future as they're getting a little bit older and, and getting a little bit mo- more motivated in whatever they're doing, whether that's um, academics, one of their hobbies, like band, lifting, sports, whatever, like you're like really kind of showing them how to set goals, how to stay consistent and diligent, like, and showing them that, hey, like you can set this goal that might seem unrealistic now, but by, you know, coming in day in and day out and, and working at it, and, you know, just like one day at a time, you can eventually you're going to get there and, and surpass that. And that that's invaluable. I mean, you know, that's something that like they're going to they're going to take on for a long time, you know, when they look back, because it's just like you think about when you were a kid playing sports and you had a coach that, you know, was maybe hard on you or pushed you a little bit harder, you know, and maybe like you thought they were kind of like a dick or something because they were being a little bit, you know like pushing you a little bit. But then when you look back, you realize that they had such higher and better in- intentions for you. Um, they were seeing they were seeing the bigger picture and how that was going to impact you later on. And you couldn't see that as a kid. But looking back, you realize, wow, that, that person had such an inf- influential, um, was such an influence in, in a very crucial part of my life. 
and that's what you are for them. You know, that's, that's awesome that you're doing that, man. That's really cool. Yeah. I wanted to add before you go, Mike, I think that's huge too. And I can definitely speak from experience on like having those people early on in my life that helped push me to be in the gym too. And as a, as a physical therapist, I, I'm a very big advocate for starting that early on in life. Um, there's, I think growing up that people would say, you shouldn't be lifting weights. It's going to stunt your growth. And I think we've all debunked that myth now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, man, the, the working out and physical activity has provided me hand over fist lessons in my life that I would never have gotten otherwise having gone like going and being in the gym day in and day out as a kid. I mean, that's why I, I love the most. It was my therapy, you know, and to all of us. And that's like the one thing that you can like go and just shut off your brain and go and just do. And it teaches you so many lessons about, about yourself, self-discipline, um, how you think about yourself. Um, and one of the guys that I run with who's in the Navy, who will probably be on one of the upcoming podcasts, him and I were talking, he doesn't run without music. And he'll just, st he'll run 20 miles, 30 miles, 40 miles at a decently fast pace with no music. And he'll just rehash all the conversations he's had. And he tells me that's where he does some of his best thinking because he goes back and says, did I talk to my wife the wrong way? Did I say something to my kids the wrong way? And it allows him to circle back after the fact and go back and apologize or go and talk to these people after. And that's what it does. It creates such great it's just such good therapy in a way um, for people. And I think what you're doing is incredibly special because the, you're building the foundation for these kids and they're having something to go and do for the rest of their life because of you, you know, that maybe they wouldn't have started to do until college, you know, or even late high school and you're starting them in middle school maybe. So that's huge, dude. I mean, it pays, pays off so much. So good for you. I, I, I mean, I absolutely love it. Like I, I've, long come to the conclusion that like what i really love to do is teach and and you know and edu like i like to learn and educate and teach and stuff i'm just disgusted with the uh current educational system if <laughs> being honest and and just like i actually feel like i can have a real relationship with a lot of these kids because like i don't have to be politically correct and all that stuff and, and and i think like one thing i try to do is i try to treat them like my peers you know, even if they're 12 years old, I mean, obviously there's got to be some level of respect and everything, but I try and, you know, treat them like people and not like, oh, they're a little kid who's fragile and can't be hurt or <laughs> or anything and, and stuff. And that, that's something I really like to do and, and just watch them kind of grow and develop. But uh, Jenny, you'll have to come down and uh, check the gym out next time you're, you know, back home visiting your parents or whatever because i got there's some cool there's some other cool stuff that i have like in the gym that you you definitely find interesting yeah man definitely we'll make that happen i gotta come check it out yeah you said you've had it since march i've like barely been home yeah i gotta come check it out that'd be cool we'll get a lift in and go for a run nice long run yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I start running again i'm in decent shape i mean not, nothing like you are right now but i can uh i can at least run now yeah, but so that's, yeah, that's awesome what, what you're doing. And, um, you know, I think that not only is it, 
and Andrew really hit it on the head too. And I feel like, you know, I've always said, I've always at least said, like, especially when I was in college, like going to the gym is therapy, like, which it definitely was. There was definitely that component to it. I mean, for me, I felt like going to the gym was still like something that I just needed to do. Um, I liked doing it. I mean, in college, we had more time too. So it was like, you could spend the time and, and enjoy it while you were there. But it was still like, I was never as um, in love with it as Andrew was. And like, like, not that it was like easy for you to get up and go to the gym every time or something like that. But that was something that you were always so dedicated to. That's why you didn't play rugby with us. I mean, you know, you cared more about staying healthy so that you would, you know, you could progress in the gym the way you wanted to, because that was your sport. And that's the way and you loved it. And I had that therapy to a certain extent, but honestly, something I never thought I would say is I've never had the therapy like I do when I run. And I think it's just the, like how you were saying with your friend, Andrew, like there's nothing out there. Even if you're listening to music, like music only does so much. It's just background noise at, at, at some, you know, at a certain point. Um, but like when I'm on those runs, especially the long runs, like there's so much that I'm thinking about, like in my day-to-day -day life and like, just like what he was saying and kind of reflecting on things. And, you know, also you just learn so much. Like I've never learned more about my character and, and who I am and what I'm capable of as I do, like when I'm, when I'm out there running, you know, and I'll like, that's, that's just like for me, but like what you're teaching these kids is the same thing. And, you know, they're going to see that too is while like I'm coming in, like my friends aren't at the gym, but I'm at the gym and I'm pushing myself. And so what's that say about me? Just like kind of what Andrew was saying. And so it's- so, Something was um, just lost in my head. Like, so it was, uh, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like the imagination of his kids and stuff. So one of my kids who I've been training for a while and he's thir no, he's 12 now. He'll be 13, I think, in, in a couple months here. But like he came, one of his goals. So I, I have them like explicitly, once they've been with me for a couple months and kind of have things go and then we start, I give them a goal sheet and I say, you know, hey, give me one goal that you have and like with stuff that we do like lifting or in the gym one goal that you have outside of the gym so like i've gotten some things like that like some of the kids are like well i, I want to make my bed every morning or you know i want to stay off my phone and so some stuff like that but the one kid he uh he wanted to get forearm pains <laughs> he's 12, 12 years old and his 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 goal was he wanted to get forearm pains because he thinks they look cool <laughs> i was like well then you know I don't actually know if I can get you, if I can get a 12 year old forearm veins, but I was like, well, we'll try. I was like, <laughs> which it's so like every day he like comes in and he's like trying to find the right lighting and seeing if he's <laughs> it, it's just great. Like you get stuff like that all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. He's just doing forearm workouts for like an hour. Like the plate roll. Yeah, he, he, does, he does. He does. Some, I have him do some extra like forearm stuff and stuff like that at home, but it's just, that's awesome. That used to be me. I think I wanted to be so vascular growing up. Oh yeah. Get him lean. Tell him to keep training. Tell him, tell him to keep training, and he'll get him. Yeah. So a couple show up, but yeah, uh, <laughs> crazy stuff like that comes up all the time, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, that that is cool to be around that environment with like younger kids and letting their imagination take over and just kind of like <laughs> listening to all that. All yeah. Right, so step in. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Sorry, Drew. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say, yeah, I feel like running allows you, it like really strips you down to your core. 
Like it, you find out a lot about yourself when you're running and Jonah and I have talked about this, I think separately before outside of the podcast, but I feel like you have a lot of conversations with yourself when you run and um, whether it's wanting to stop consistently or how much further can I push myself or we've all been in those circumstances before where we've thought we've tapped out. And then at the end of the race, you're like, I, I definitely had way more in me. Like there's been times where I quite literally thought I was going to pass out of like a heat stroke or something. And I'm like, after the race, I'm like, no, nah, I could have pushed another two miles if I needed to. And it's like, it's just you talking to yourself in your head. And like, I always joke whenever I have a really hard run, I was like, yeah, I, I talked to the devil quite a bit that run, you know, and it's just like those conversations you have about how much you want to push, you know, and that's, that tells you a lot about your character and tells you a lot about um, kind of just how you conversate with yourself and how you think about yourself. And you probably don't want to hear the conversations I have with myself when I run. I mean, I talk out loud too, especially at like the Saturday morning runs at five in the morning. I'll talk to myself. If I'm running by myself. I talk a lot of trash to myself. I'm almost like Goggins in a way in a, a less, a less severe version of Goggins. And I'll just be like, I'm not going to say it cause it's not, it's not appropriate PG for this, but I'd say some stuff and it, but it, you know, that's how I conversate with myself because otherwise I'll let, I'll let kind of the devil take over and convince me to stop. So that's just me personally. I don't know, Mike, if, if you do a little bit of that, I know Jonah does too, probably. So. Oh yeah. I've had those conversations. <laughs> that's, that's the fun part, right? Going, finding out, finding out what you're like under stress is the, that's what's fun about it. I mean, I think probably a rare breed actually to think that, but that's, I, I like, I like going to, going to those places. Yeah. I mean, everyone's motivated when they're in their, their comfy clothes, laying in bed and, or, you know, they got their motivational music going on in their headphones and conditions are perfect. And you have eight hours of sleep and you have a fresh coffee waiting for you. You know, everyone's, everyone's motivated there. But what happens when you're 10 miles deep and you're running in like 80 degree weather? And I go, well, I go, I, I don't listen to music either. And I go just shorts, shirtless every time. Doesn't matter. It'll be, doesn't matter how cold it gets. Like I was, did, did the 5k on Thanksgiving and I was completely, I was just like short shorts and that's it. It was like maybe 37 degrees or something. So I just like show up, didn't have a shirt on from the beginning, which as my mom said, I looked like an idiot. Um, <laughs> but you know, she said that I was like, well, my response was, Hey, if you want to be different than people, then you got to be different than people. And you know, everyone else is all wrapped up and bundled up. Yeah. Sounds, sounds arrogant, but I'll say it. Why not? Like I told my friend who I was running with, I was like, you know, my, my goal was to, uh, Make everybody who feels good about themselves for getting up and running a 5K on Thanksgiving. Like, let's make them feel like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it kind of like, it's it's good to um to do that though. Because it also makes you feel like more confident. I mean, it's the same thing that when you tell yourself, Andrew, like, like you know this better than anybody probably. And you're waking up at 5 a.m. to go do a run. Like when I wake up, if when I was doing my... um tempo and track runs i get up at like 5 a.m on a wednesday and uh go to the like local it's like a division three like small school up the road and um and run the track and do like my track workouts and like one of the, like the 
and there was i remember this distinctly there was one there was like a group of like runners the lehigh valley has like a run club and they were like they were running together it was like a group of people right and they're like jogging up the street and um like in a group of people and i was just like thinking like man i'm the only one out here that's by myself and i'm about to could like push myself on this track it's like having that motivation to just go out by yourself and get it done and then also like the fact that you're up early like that's just just motivating so that you know if it takes you having to go out there in 37 degree weather it's shirtless to be like look around and be like yeah what's up baby <laughs> you know about to get this I'm a, I'm a big fan of Wim Hof. I mean, you know, like I, I do the ice baths and oh yeah, cool challenge I do. Like it, it's mo it's more just like I like I like to uh, I like to face the elements and you know again you know push myself in that way. Get you know get out of the comfort zone and brace the suck a yeah. little bit. All right, um, so let's talk about because you have a lot. You do a lot of stuff. You're a busy guy. Um, the, one of the other big things you're involved with is your YouTube channel. So. This is also kind of like, I was going to ask you what your why is so like, a, I feel like that's going to be a consistent thing we do throughout this series. You really are. You've really talked about and hit like what your why is already. You can certainly talk more about it, but it's clear that you want to reach people. Like you want to impact people as much as you can. And on whatever level that is, you know, whether it's the youth or through this YouTube channel that you have that, I mean, you've been pushing great content out for a while now. Um, you know, tell us, you can tell us more about your why if if there's more you want to add to it but then also you know tell us about this youtube channel and what it's all about yeah absolutely so i mean let's say my my why just to kind of sum it up is to like is just to well two parts be a better person like be a better person myself i i, I want to be stronger and, and you know smarter and just nothing why i want that i'm not sure honestly but like i do and then just to encourage other people to want to do the same thing uh and to want to learn and and to help them out so like those are kind of the two things that drive me and then so my youtube channel it's called beyond finance i started diving into the financial system itself like i don't know probably three years ago really when COVID hit because things got so screwed up uh and a bunch of stuff was going on that we don't have time to get into but like just what i'd say it woke me up and i was like oh man i need to like pay a little more attention to the world around me and how things go. And I've always, like, I, I minored in finance. Like I've always had an interest in investing and, and stuff. So, but I started really going beyond just the traditional stocks and like real estate and trying to figure out how like our financial system operates on a ground level. Like, you know, how does the federal reserve work? How does, you know, money get printed and how does that impact the economy? And, um, you know, just, st you know, stuff like that. And started really diving into that and come to the conclusion that, our financial system is screwed up, like in such a major way that we obviously can't get into on this podcast. We just don't have enough time uh, and everything right now. But, and I started then learning about alternates and yeah, I mean, you know, this, like I truly believe Bitcoin is like a, it's a revolution that is uncomprehendable to anyone who hasn't really studied the financial system. And then what that is like it, and I was like, well, I need to educate people on this. I started off just talking to my family and friends about it and was like, hey, I think this is really important. I'm going to educate, you know, if you want to learn, I'll, you know, help you and all that. And then I was like, well, if I really think that it's this important, like I do, then I'm going to try and educate some more people. And, it, you know, I, you know, it's not that big of a channel yet, but I am really trying to grow that and and, and do it right because I believe it's super important. 
And I believe it's super important for people to understand, you know, how things actually work in the current system. And then that there might actually be some alternatives out there and solutions to some of those problems. So I don't pretend that I have all the answers or that it's, you know, Bitcoin, let's say, is like some magic thing that is going to fix all the problems in the world. But I at least had to like, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself, but I didn't at least try to communicate it to at least one more person. Yeah. No, and I mean, the one thing I really like about your videos and everybody that's listening, you should definitely go check it out because, you know, they're, they're really informative and they're really easy to understand. I'm, I, my brain does not work in the, in the finance world. I just have a hard time <laughs> like understanding that. Like I could go in deep with microbiology and, and that sort of thing and the anatomy stuff, but like the numbers game and understanding how that all plays in, I just don't understand it. But Mike does a really good job at um, breaking it down to like a dummy level, which is easy to understand for an idiot like me. So everybody else could definitely pick up on it. And they're concise videos too. I mean, you're doing like, you know, a few minute long videos. They're short videos that get right to the point. Um, they're interactive. You have another person. Um, who is the other person that is always the student in your videos? Uh, uh, his name's uh, Connor Smoser. Yeah, he, uh, he's a yeah. student. I, and yeah, I wanted to set the videos up as like a student teacher. So it was kind of like a friendly, because a lot of people were like, they're weird about finance or different things like that. Or, and a lot of people speak about finance, like, oh, this is like obvious, or you're kind of dumb if you don't know this thing. And like, I really got that. So I wanted it to be a very like friendly, like, hey, this is just, this is the basics. There's some good information here. You're not stupid for asking these questions. Like, that's why I have like the student there. There are a lot, there are a lot of times to ask the questions that like most people are probably thinking, but they're like, oh, I don't know if I should ask that stuff. And so, so then ask it and then, you know, trying to respond like an educator of like, hey, you know, that's a great question <laughs> and, and go through yeah. it. Just so people feel like, that they're not stupid and this isn't something like this is something they should be asking questions about not something that they should automatically know and so i'm glad to hear that you know you think that they're getting to the point and are easy to understand that was the goal yeah you guys do like a very concise a good job of being concise and, and getting to the point and it being interactive so that's i mean and you're doing shorts now too on youtube which is which is good that'll get you more in the algorithm and everything um, again, it's, that's what people want. They want the short, concise, straight to the point. Like I want to get as much information as I can, but I don't want all the minutia, like chit chatty BS, you know, stuff or whatever. So you're doing a great job of that. And, um, and for another good reason too. And it's got me learning a lot more about Bitcoin. Like I got, you know, I'm not going to get into it now, but, um, yeah. like you got me into investing in Bitcoin and stuff. I think it's important too, but you now that's awesome. And I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it. And the quality of your videos is getting better as well, which is awesome. Like the audio and everything. You're getting a couple other like camera angles. On top of everything else, you're also like editing and creating like new like intro uh, graphics and stuff. Like it's pretty cool, actually. That's That's been an interesting to learn about. But because I had <laughs> so, so like negative experience with making videos and stuff. But I mean, you can kind of learn anything on YouTube if you look for it. So. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, so then, I mean, we kind of hit on your upbringing, your why, um, you know, what you're doing with your career. And honestly, it's like Andrew and I talk about our career a lot. That was something that, you know, you kind of like you hit on. You're like, this is what I do, which like I'm sure that you like it enough because it's your career and everything. 
and maybe you weren't trying to just like skim over it, but it really seems like, you know, that's like the base that allows you to then branch out and do these other things that are like really important to you that are more impactful, like for yourself and for other people. Is that, does that sound about right? Yeah, no, that's, that's a hundred percent accurate. And like, I mean, I think we, we've talked about this before, but like, I do want to train full time at some point and, you know, fully run the gym and you know, just work with athletes and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting to that point. I mean, I'm still, I'm 26. So like, I've got a little bit more time and stuff and trying to build that up, but things are moving in that direction. Yeah. It's not that I, it's not that I don't necessarily like this, you know, what I do as a career, but it's, it's definitely not my, my passion. Sure. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can understand that. You got a lot of other passions. They're very Yeah, impactful. well, I, I actually, Andrew, I originally wanted to go for physical, was going to go for physical therapy. Uh, I liked math too much, but what I was unaware of was how much sitting at a computer was involved with any jobs related to math. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so I'm kind of in that where I'm like, well, I'd really like to be actually out moving around and working with people. I was like, I really loved the school for math and I definitely loved that way more than I would have liked the like physical therapy school and stuff. But I think I would have liked the job more as like a physical therapist. I mean, no, well, like I said, I mean, you, you go, you do things, you find out what you like, what you don't like, you try other stuff and you just keep going. It's not, I'm not upset about it. It's never too late, man. <laughs> I, I, just um... a like, I mean, I, the main reason I wanted to do physical therapy was so that I could, have that and also then train people like be the strength conditioning coach and training people like that was just going to be like my career route to then also train people so i'm just just getting straight to the source <laughs> yeah they merge really well too um whenever my goal is set i want to practice one day and um and i i feel like the buddy of mine um that i'm going to be opening up with we want to have eventually have some strength conditioning mix in there because it translates really, really well. So, um, I mean, ATs, strength conditioning coaches, PTs, they all come together pretty well. Um, if you have the right people, um, working with you, but crazy story actually real quick was that I had a buddy, um, that was in a whole different field. He was in safety science from IUP calls me up on my third year of PT school. He's like, dude, I think I want to be a PT. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like you're, you're, you're making good money right now doing what you're doing. He's like, I'm not, I don't like it. And I was like, all right, well, this is what you need to do. So like I'm walking him through the entire process, completely a God thing. He applies to this one school, uh, Seton Hill who had their first, first year of their PT program. This was like two years ago. He applies with very minimal credits, does what he absolutely needs. So I walked him through his entire application process, gets into the school, and now he's about to graduate PT school. So his life changed within like two years, all because he just followed it, you know? And I'm not saying that's what you need to do. I'm just saying that's a pretty crazy coincidence. You know, it's crazy. Like it, things can change very quickly. And that goes to show like, yeah. Mike, if you wanted to get out and like they they call it burning the ship, if you wanted to, you could get out of that and you could burn the ship and just say, I'm done with my nine to five. Like I'm about to go all in on this, on this training and you could do it. And I'm not saying that's what you should do, but 
um, you know, thing life can look very different in a year from now if you really want it to. So yeah, it'll it'll be soon. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be sooner than most people think. But I mean, it's not going to be like tomorrow or anything. I'm sure you you have a good head on your shoulders, so you're going to make the right decision for yourself. I I I don't know you very very well, but I know that just off this conversation that you're going to make a good decision that's good for yourself. So um, don't listen to my <laughs> rant. <laughs> Yeah, that is crazy. That that's crazy that he did that, and good for him for like yep. taking that step, man. That's I can't even fathom doing a career change at this point in my life. Can't yeah, I mean, once once you're a doctor and you go through med school, it's like, yeah, that shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want to do anymore. You're just a doctor. Now. <laughs> like, yeah. you have too much debt at that point yeah, too. Like, you can't really turn back. <laughs> you know, eight years of schooling on that, like, yeah, yeah, you can't turn back with all you, that. You've wanted to be an eye doctor for as long as I've known you, which is a really long time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's always had it, the vision, so. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, honestly, that's something that, you know, we'll we'll wrap this up because we can talk forever, but I feel like that's something that we all have. You know, I think that the over, you know, the, the theme of, of who you are and, and, you know, who we are and why we have we having you on the podcast is because just like us and, and the last guest, you know, like you're a grinder and you're very humble and you don't, you know, you're not, you know, getting into like, yeah, put all this like hard work and time in. And I think that you kind of are, are too humble where it's like, yeah, like I tried a little bit more in college, but like, it wasn't like I was like, like where Andrew and I were like, you know, talking about how much time we put into studying and stuff. Like you're obviously a very intellectual person, but you obviously put a lot of hard work in too. And I think that that's why you are the way you are and why you have the success that you have. And I think it's also important to understand that um, like we've talked about before in our other podcasts, like success means a lot of different things to everybody has their own, you know, view on what success is and what that means to them. You know, obviously you have your own view on it too. And I mean, you're just such a hardworking guy that I have, you're like one of those people just like Andrew, where it's like never even a question. Anytime that I talk to you and you had like these goals, like I'm going to start this, I'm going to make this software. I want to train people. Like I want to do this YouTube channel or this and that. It was never like, I don't know if you should, if you should add that on to what you're doing for me. It was like, yeah, I'm not even worried about you. I know that like whatever you're saying, you're going to do, you're going to do and and you're going to do it well. And okay. um, that's just a testament to who you are as a person and your, and your work ethic and everything. So man, like kudos to you. No, man, right back at you. Like I said, told you a while ago on the phone, you know, we might not see each other that much in person anymore, but you know, I still consider you one of my best friends. Cause like, we, we're, we're brothers in spirit, you know, is what, what we're going after and what we're trying to do. And so, no, I, I really appreciate it. Appreciate you too. So. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, Andrew, do you have any other, anything else you want to discuss that you were thinking about? No, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off you, Jonah. And uh, I, I obviously didn't know Mike before this. Um, we, we've talked kind of in the, uh, in the what's the app jonah the uh thing that we use the, uh, the discord the, the discord yeah we've talked a little bit through the discord before just like kind of giving each other um positive reinforcement about what we're doing but dude i mean anyone who's going towards that common goal of just bettering themselves and it sounds cliche but i don't really care um honestly anyone who's about that like i can't really dislike you know, and, and you're, you're a very genuine guy and I can pick that up right off the bat, dude. And the humility is what I love about you. Um, 
like I said, I, to anyone listening, I've not talked to really Mike before this podcast. So, um, this is a genuine reaction, but yeah, I mean, you're definitely, your humility is great. I can always appreciate humility whenever I see it. Um, everyone's always so quick to jump and say what all the things that they've accomplished and all the things that they've done and, and how many different tribulations were thrown at them. But, um, you, you remain silent, um, amongst that. And so I know that you're a hardworking dude and, and I can always appreciate that. And, and people will be able to tell through the, the podcast too. So, Keep it up, man. I wish I was back in Pennsylvania. I could be hanging with you all a little bit more, but I'm sure I'll meet. Oh, I'll see you this weekend, Mike, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll meet, we'll, so we'll meet in person this uh, Saturday. So Yeah, that'll be good. We'll get to chat up a little bit. Um, but yeah, well, dude, appreciate having you on here. Thanks for coming. Um, you were awesome guest to have second on the series. So um, loved having you. Love chat with you. Um, but that's that's my two cents on it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that, that wraps it up. up pretty pretty perfectly. You know, you you're definitely one of none. So keep keep crushing it and keep at it, and I'm sure that you know you'll be plenty successful in no time. Yeah. Oh, already on top of the success he's already amounted. So. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Um, we appreciate you. Um, if you liked this, anyone who's listening, please share. Um, it's a value exchange. Like I said, at the beginning, if you liked it, share it, um, tell someone about it. Um, we appreciate that. The word of mouth is huge for us. So, um, yeah, that about wraps it up. Thank you all for listening. Thanks. Peace. See you.